0: Welcome to NOLO Time, episode 35. My name is Ovid Velez, I am one of your hosts, and with me is the man that lives his life, cashing checks and snapping necks, Mr. Joel Young.
1: (laughs) What's good, guys? What is good? Oh, man, that that was a great intro. I was going to just say, you know, I'm feeling very marvelous today. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) You know, definitely feeling very marvelous. I got my Guardians tee on uh yeah I, I can't wait to talk can we talk about this movie man uh, i'm i'm real hyped about this but uh, i'll throw it to you first before we get into my stuff cool uh man not, not much on my
0: side uh really i have been hammering away at dragon ball fighter z some interesting stuff going on i think i found my team finally went online won my first match um I, the matchmaking is weird on that game because it it actually shows win, it actually shows win rate and i was like it's showing win rate it's intimidating so because i'm used to capcom games mostly and those games they don't show win rate they show basically a pool of points and those points keep going up as you win or they decrease if you start losing so i'm used to that sort of Thing. and then I'm going in and it's like, oh man, it's showing win rate. So it's intimidating. Um, but I think I found my team finally. Uh I just keep hammering away at that game. That game is really, really good, man. I'm still in love with that game. They actually announced two the first two DLC characters. Uh there's gonna be eight for the first season. There's someone data mined the game. Um it's a guy that's been data mining finding games for a while now. I believe his name is Xcara if I'm not wrong. And they, apparently there's slots for up to 40 characters. Um, so there's definitely gonna be like a up to season three on this thing. So this thing's got legs and it's still very crowded. Still very, all the servers are pretty much full. There's still a lot of people on PS4. So very active. Like I said, the matchmaking is kind of funky, but I'll figure it out. Nah, no worries with that. But the the reason that I wanted to bring it up, Joel, uh, I, I, again, love the game. But I remember that I had like 35 episodes of Dragon Ball Super on my DVR. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so so I started binging, and I think I watched like 10. I, I watched up to episode, I think, 17 um, in... So I was like, you know what? There's some really cool stuff going on on this series that I've seen because the internet's a place and there's spoilers everywhere. It's like, but you know what? Even though I got it spoiled, I, I need context. And I started binging and watched like 10 episodes over the weekend. And man, th- it's really good. It's really good. Uh, it, not like Not so much like Z because Dragon Ball Z had a lot of downtime where there was a lot of buildup uh that was a big thing on dragon ball z that everything everything was a buildup every fight was a buildup there's a you know the big training sequence that's several episodes long and there's speeches that are like an episode long of like someone just making a monologue it's crazy so this is very different this is very there's a lot of character development that i wasn't expecting and and i love it because i love the characters so much and there's their characters that i've you know pretty much i want to say grown with although i was almost an adult when i started watching dragon ball z but it's it's characters that i love that i that are very uh, near and dear to my heart so just to get more exposure and and have them be more developed as characters was excellent uh, the fighting, the fights are not it's not no, not great. The Z fights were better, and it's because there's you can tell where they they really cut budgets. Like there's certain scenes that look really really nice, and there, there's other scenes that are like really choppy, and, and you can tell that they cut corners on the animation. So there's a it's it's inconsistent, but just because of the character development being so good. And some, you know, of course, the epic scale of, of the series. I'm really, really enjoying it. So I am really happy to keep plowing at this thing. So on my DVR, I think I have up the episode 52, if I'm not wrong. But I went in and, and, got, a, um, I went in and got the trial for Crunchyroll because I subscribed to it, but I never used my trial. And it's been like five, like four years, so four or five years. So I went back, and I set up my trial. So I'm, I use the trial. like, I'll watch it on the iPad. So it's Japanese with English uh, subs, versus what's on my DVR is dubbed, uh, which is the Cartoon Network. Um, what they were showing on Cartoon Network, which is fine because it's it's still uncut, but it's the dubbed version, which I don't I don't mind at all. Um, so I can watch either or, and I'm fine with it. And yeah, that's been most of my weekend, man. I'm um, I'm back in, and I'm I'm hyped because it's it's fun, and I'm really enjoying both Super and the game. And I'm really looking forward to what the DLC for this game is going to be, and keep putting more hours on it. Other than that, Joel, Joel, I jumped into Battlefront real quick for a couple hours. Nice uh, Battlefront too, and it's still it. Still no issues with getting matches. Uh, still a lot of people playing it. Still a lot of fun. I was like super rusty because I didn't play for a few weeks and went back and, and just trying to get used to uh, moving around. But I was like, I had like two rusty matches and then I got the hang of it again and then I was doing pretty good. So um, that game, it's unfortunate. I, I really love that game I wish I would say the same for Marvel because Marvel I really liked the game but I felt man I felt harder than a freaking rock it's just ridiculous but on this one um I keep keep going back to it because I really really enjoy the multiplayer on that game so um, that's that's pretty much what I have for this weekend but Joel I know. We all know Black Panther was the thing, and a lot of people are still very, very hyped for it. You went and saw it. I've already talked to a couple people that saw it, and and they have very high remarks for it. But we're waiting for that. I, we haven't talked since last week, since we since before you saw the movie. So I, I'm 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 going in blind. I don't know what you have to say. So go ahead, man.
1: <laughs> well uh, i'll uh i'll start it off on a positive note wakanda forever uh <laughs> if, if, man like i think that's the best part of the whole movie it's just the wakanda theme like if you have to buy into this fantasy you have to buy into this this new world the same way we bond to asgard when you go watch the thor films that's how we feel about with this this movie, um, Black Panther, there's a lot to understand about Wakanda and like, okay, this place is supposed to be one, one of the most powerful, richest um, areas in the world. And yet no one knows who they are, or where they come from. How do we let people believe that that's even possible? And they do that man uh I my experience was a was a fun one i I went to see this at the 40x theater that we had that we have here in Orlando um I was actually able to comp this I got this uh collectible ticket here oh nice the theater so this is, this is from the original first of the movie so I'm but that was pretty cool um to tell tell my kids someday when I have some kids tell them you know dad went to see the Black Panther the first time there ever was one one of those movies and and I was there for the experience. Yeah, the 4DX makes it feel more like a ride than a movie. Um, actually, one of the guys that I, I went see see, and he might listen listened to the podcast because I gave him the information. He subscribed right away. Uh, but I, he, he joked, he said, I felt like I was – I told my friends I'm coming to the Black Panther ride right now because that's literally how it felt. The, the 4DX theater, before I go to the movie, um, the 4DX theater, I think they've done some upgrades to it since the last time I've gone um it was way more intense like shaking and throwing and more water and it was way more intense than i last remembered and i think for some people they loved that and other people they were very turned off to it for me i'm young whatever you know i don't care i'm not a crazy 3d person it's 3d so you know it's what it is but i think it's more about the effects like when you're going into when the first thing you get into wakanda you can actually smell like this Nature, I don't know how to describe it. The smell of nature, like as if I'm outside, you know, they have like, they have like,
0: like, s- s- smell of pine or something like that, like, right? Right, right, outdoorsy. right. Okay, that's,
1: cool. that's interesting. Almost like if you're on Soren at Epcot, you know, like yeah, how, you got that smell when you're, you know, by the elephants, or whatever, kind of like that. Um, so it's pretty cool, but but anyway, so into the movie. Um, this movie, I think the best part about this movie is that it's mythology building, and I think the actors, the talent. I think the villain of this movie, Killmonger Eric, he's definitely probably... You know, I'm not going to say he's better than Loki, but he's probably right behind him. Uh, that's, as a villain. That's,
0: yeah, that's what I've heard from a lot of people, is that he's he's up there with Loki for Marvel villains.
1: Yeah, he's, he's up there because it's, it's not just... It's not just his motivations, because his motivations are kind of... He kind of falls into a superhero cliche a little bit. You know, that person who feels that they're entitled to something, right? He's the one who wants the throne, and Killmonger wants the throne. Um, so, yeah, there's a little bit of that those cliches. But there's something about the... Um, it's not just, the, it's not just the, the strong performance of the actor, but the strong written elements of his direct family connections and his... His the way he describes how he feels, you know. A lot of these people, it's just I'm just angry, I'm entitled. But the way he describes how he feels about the throne and how he feels about Wakanda and he feels about T'Challa, you you get this strong emotional pull where most villains you just they're forgettable, you just don't care. And I think that's a huge positive for Marvel. Props to Ryan Coogler for his um, for his delivery on that. I think the only thing about T'Challa as a hero that some people, the people may not like, is that he's a that he's a little bit um, he almost almost goes across a little bit perfect. He's not he's not a very flawed character at all. I know a lot of people like these imperfect, flawed heroes. You know, he he has his his real battle is the kingship, right? Like being worthy of being a king and they continue almost the same kind of conversation that was had with Captain America, where, you know, how when when Steve, when he's going to get the super soldier serum, it's about being like, be a good man, like have a good heart. The same kind of monologue is given to T'Challa by his father. Oh, spoilers. I'm I'm dancing around it. (laughs) But (laughs) if you've seen Civil War, you know about his dad. But spoilers, he kind of gets this monologue where he's basically saying it's hard for a good man to be a king, and that's I think the most kind of hard part about him is like he cares so much for the people, T'Challa. Um, that that's that's the thing that he struggles with the most. But as a character, it feels like you never feel like he's gonna lose. You never feel like he's he's someone that's that's in real trouble. And there's a sequence where this there's some really. Um, Black Panther gets whipped around like he really gets whooped at one point of the movie. That's all I'll say. You, and uh, you know, for some people, they're oohing and ahhing in the theater, but I'm watching it the whole time. I'm like, I never felt like this. Like this guy's over. Like it's bad. You, there's just there's something about him. It's almost like a Batman esque character. You know what I mean? Where like no matter how bad Batman's down, his back is broken, the Dark Knight you know rises, and like you still know he's gonna Batman's gonna be back. Kinda yeah like there were.
0: Yeah, i, I like that not, not necessarily like but a lot of people when black panther showed up uh, and, and i'm talking about casual fans right. when when black panther showed up on civil wars like wait is this like the batman of the of the marvel you think because he kind of sort of looks like batman and and he has this, you know, demeanor sort of like Batman does on on Civil War, and, and going back to to they it goes back to Civil War where he's presented as not a very flawed character. The only flaw that that he had was he was a little bit blinded by revenge. Uh, but at the at the end, he realizes like I was gonna make a big mistake. This is not what was like what. I was supposed to do and and he actually empathized with zemo and 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 bucky uh, and and bucky and and why is like wait this is not right so and he did the right thing you know at at the end uh spoilers movies but what two years old now so it's fine um but yeah i i feel like like if they if they would have given him some flaws or or at least him be in some type of peril because we didn't see that on Civil War um, like like you said if he got whooped around that for some like for me whenever I see the movie, I think that'll be just fine.
1: Yeah yeah I, um, yeah I think that, I think I think that's a good very good analysis the way you pointed it out there like it didn't it didn't necessarily bother me but I, I I can understand where some people can address it. but I mean, his, his care not he's not gonna be Tony Stark. He's not gonna be the guy yeah. who's like, you know, it's the first time you see this guy around, you're like, oh my goodness, he needs help. So it's it's fine, you know. He's that that would be like a similar formula. Doctor Strange, Iron Man, right? Same thing. With Marvel's good about changing it up. Uh, the vibranium, amazing. Um, they they do stuff with vibranium that only comic book fans could dream of seeing happen, like. You see the way Cap's shield has it, how it makes Cap so much more of a superhero with his shield, how it's needed. With T'Challa and his vibranium, it's like he's so much protecting. It's like if you realize that this thing got anywhere else outside of his country, which is why when, you know, Claw has it, it's like, oh, my goodness. Like this is some really bad, like dangerous kind of level stuff. Like it, 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 if it fell into the wrong hands, you'd be concerned. If this was a real artifact, this was a real thing that that could be working at the level that it was in the movie, yeah, you'd be you'd be rights to be concerned about regulations on something like that because it is a very powerful substance. I love Shiri. Um She, gosh, her character is is someone that I can't. I hope to see that her interact with the other Avengers. Like you have Black Panther, and you know how Batman has Alfred. Sherry's sure, kind of like the Alfred in a sense for, for Panther except that's his sister. But she never really like gets in the way. She just wants to help him as much as she can, propel him forward. And she creates some of the best gadgets that happen in the movie. Speaking of gadgets, he's very he he is very much this movie is very much like a James Bond kind of movie, the way they make the Black Panther. And it's so much like James Bond that they even allude to it and actually directly reference James Bond in the movie. Uh, one scene so because it's it's we're like yeah wakanda's the base but he can very easily travel the world and go to these different places and take care of stuff that's directly connected back to wakanda um so like you know wherever he goes he's still going to be a hero wherever he goes and that's something that i think is really cool i think that's going to help marvel going forward to keep the character interesting he doesn't have to be in Wakanda. He could be, like we saw in Civil War, he could be in in anywhere and still be Black Panther. It would still be interesting. You know, and I don't think Marvel's really had that problem, but it's easy when you have a cultural character for people to kind of get associated just with Wakanda. Wakanda is not like you, someone think, oh, it's Africa. Okay, it's going to be this like tribal movie where like people are just going to be walking around living in huts. No. Wakanda's like Silicon Valley, it's San tech, Francisco. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. amazing. The first time you enter in, uh, T'Challa says it best. He says, I, I, this never gets old. Because he just goes right in, and, like, the technology is just off the charts. Ridiculous. So, um, yeah, Ulysses Claw, amazing. Some stuff that happens there, won't say, but just got to see the movie. But I, I his character gives a much-needed humor in the movie. Because the movie's actually not as funny as the, as the other Marvel movies. Not that it's not funny, it just doesn't it doesn't nearly just make jokes. But Claw is an extremely hilarious character. Andy Circus does a great job.
0: Oh yeah, Andy Serkis is great on everything he's on.
1: So <laughs> and, and I'm pretty sure, you know, regardless of this, similar to the same thing with Star Wars with Snoke, like he's he's a kind of actor because he's known for his mocap stuff. I'm sure he's involved in many other Marvel stuff right now that we don't even know of, maybe in Infinity War. Where he's playing like some other random alien because they don't have to just use his face they can use him for cg and, and he'll be fine so i'm sure he's locked in for other stuff yeah and he's but, so great
0: at uh, voice acting too so he can imitate different voices and do different things with his voice and yeah he's he's like whenever when, like there's like mocap actors and voice actors and then there's <laughs> Andy circus right yeah i mean he's in a whole different level
1: yeah absolutely absolutely um i think the technology with this movie is really solid the only thing is for there's like it doesn't bother me as much in the most of the movie but when you get to the end it does fall look i love black panther i'm not saying that the movie i'm not trying to criticize the movie but i have to see it as as i I have to call it as i see it and the same way i feel with wonder woman where it became a little bit of that video gamey where you know it's like human person jumps and it's like video game looking character and then back to human they do that with black panther unfortunately where they you know they struggle to get a right i'm i'm hopeful that marvel will get a right in future examples of him um because it didn't bother me the way he was looking in civil war but for some reason in this movie in the end of the movie it really looked video gamey uh, and not in a good way um for for certain scenes.
0: Yeah, and that's something that we talked about when we when the trailers came out, and we talked about it that there was some concerns, especially with that first trailer that was a little bit rough. The
1: car uh, jump scene.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a little bit rough. The second trailer, it looks like it got definitely retouched, and I'm assuming that uh, the the final version of that sequence it's it's much better. Um, but it's something that we talked about, and and that's again something that I heard about the movie that the CG is not great. And also, there's uh, some obvious green screen, George Lucas type of problems with
1: some scenes. And that is true. That is true. But the best sequence in this movie is the car chase scene. Oh my goodness! You think you've seen stuff in the trailers or in these little spots? No, you have not. You gotta see that car chase scene. It's phenomenal. Uh, it's it's phenomenal. So. I mean, I could talk about Black Panther forever. I don't know if you have any other questions for me, Obed, that you're curious about. But um, yeah, the, the, I think the movie. I'll give it. I'll give this movie a solid 8.5 out of 10. Okay. Uh, that's, that's I think good. it's the way for it to start the way it did. Um, it's gonna be in the top tier of Marvel films. It's it's up there. It's it's really a a special movie. And I was sitting in the theater. And I'm thinking to myself with some of the stuff that just the story arc of this movie, I'm like, when is Marvel going to get finally recognized for something other than sound effects and some visual effects? Like, when is it going to get, when is Marvel studios going to get recognized for like adapted screenplay? Screen yeah. You know, like something yeah. like that. We'll, we'll see. But I mean, this movie's it's solid.
0: Awesome. Well, how about the uh, obvious infinity stone? Tell me a little
1: bit about that without spoiling it, dude. I can't spoil anything for you, but this movie, <laughs> dude. Th- no, I'm telling you right now, man. It's not what you actually think. When you thinking you're thinking of Infinity Stones. I, I wish I could just. I w- I'll have to drop the ball on you after afterwards when we stop recording this. <laughs> but it's in in just generally watching from beginning to end. I'm not talking about post credit sequences. There is like no Infinity War connection, being completely honest with you. From beginning to end, I'm not talking about post credit sequences, but the movie is very Black Panther. There's like no Infinity War. There are Civil War connections. You had to see Civil War to understand where this movie was going, the trajectory, and there's sequences completely reshown from Civil War. But Infinity War, when you get to the post credit sequences, which there are two of them, stick around for it, directly going right into infinity war and that that's where i think i think ant-man i think ant-man and the wasp i'm curious why that movie is wasn't coming out before infinity war even more so now because of the lack of certain connective tissue so that 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 is something that i'm like I, i'm curious i'm curious how is it going to take time away from infinity war to set up this other things with the stones and you know where i just want to see a, a straight up war film I don't know. I mean, we know there's two movies coming. We know what the second one's titled, but yeah, the Infinity War connections you might be looking for aren't there. It's what I'm gonna say okay. when it comes to just beginning end of the movie.
0: All right, all right, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, can't wait to see it. Um, I, I, that's another one that I have that I actually w- was trying to make it on Monday, but I couldn't. I uh, I don't want to. I not I, I just didn't want to go into the movie theater with a three year old. Oh yeah. Yeah, chaos ensues and all that. So, uh, I'm I, I'm like that. If I if I've got to wait just to respect the audience and not have them go through that trouble, I'll wait and I don't mind. Um, I know that March, like the next month, is going to be uh, packed month. They just announced Star Wars. It's coming in the end of March. Uh, there's two. There's Thor on the six. Justice League on the thirteenth. So I'm definitely gonna grab all those. So that's going to be a busy month, and my wallet is going to be hurting.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of grabbing stuff, uh, after our last episode, you we were talking about Marvel, Marvel versus Capcom, and I went ahead and picked up Marvel vs. Capcom. So, uh, yeah, I picked up the Steelbook. I have yet to actually play it. I did download it and install it, so it's okay. ready to go. Okay. But I'm, I was playing some more Battlefront just like you, so I'm waiting to kind of let that die down, and then go straight into this and see how I feel about it. But I have this, assuming that they end making copies, I have my copy on me, so I feel safe.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, if if the rumors are true, that game is gonna be uh, no longer in print in a in a few months. So, uh, cool. And there's good deals on it out there, guys. So PSA.
1: That was the last copy of a steel of a steel book at my Best Buy when I picked it up.
0: Oh, really? Nice nice yeah i, mean, I they, who knows maybe lowering the price may just bring people in uh, that happened to battlefront battlefront 2 because yeah. they it's on sale right now on psn for like 23 25 bucks or something and and it was on really good the the pricing was really good around the holidays and last month it was on sale for a decent price as well i, I believe one week and that brings people in, and you know, as long as you keep bringing, you know, a user base, it, you know, they they may keep supporting it. So, so who knows? But yeah, check it out and let me know what you think. I mean, there is a uh, a Black Panther sequence on on Marvel, and if you bought the Steelbook, you get Black Panther. Exactly, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, so you get uh, you get the extra um, characters. So cool, cool man. Uh, just let, let yeah, we'll we'll wait for that update.
1: <laughs> yeah, next week, hope, next The next episode, you should get my Marvel vs. Capcom reaction from a Marvelite himself. <laughs> cool, cool. Oh wait, am I cashing checks no.
0: <laughs> Oh no, you're not cashing checks. Oh, uh, speaking of cashing checks, uh, Blanca for on Street Fighter Five came out this week. So I'm on the weed during the weekend. I'm I'm hoping to jump in and at least do the story mode, do an arcade mode with Blanca, and just those get that fight money, and then go back to play Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man, but that game's so good, I'm telling you. So, uh, Joe, some uh changes over at Marvel Comics, uh, non Marvel Studios. Uh, I heard that it, it, is this going to be like a total reboot of the universe, or uh, are they now that they technically are own Fox, if you want to call it that? Are they going to bring back characters that from five, from the Frogs franchises that they've killed off, like some of the X Men? I know that the X Men was like kind of like on ha- on hiatus. Wolverine was was dead, and I don't think they've made a Fantastic Four comic in years. Uh, so tell us what's going on, man
1: yeah so we just got an announcement of a fresh start at marvel comics and you know it's it's basically going to be something that in may uh we're going to have it was a video announcement that went out and in may we're expecting to hear some type of um you know official full rollout of what this fresh start is going to be starting off with an entirely new avengers lineup and when i say new avengers lineup they're basically going back to the original Avengers lineup that happened before the Uncanny Avengers series that they had that came out. I talked about that, I think, way earlier on um, yep. last year. So they're, they're kind of bringing back now the originals, the Iron Man, the Captain Americas, the Thor. Um, She-Hulk is now in there. Um, they also have Do- um, Ghost Rider is like the newest member. Doctor Strange is a character that's going to be rotating so he'll go to his own and then he'll come back in. But the Fresh Start stuff is interesting just because what does this mean? Does this mean a complete reboot? I think it's I think it's a soft reboot and I hate using that terminology personally cuz it's like a reboot is a reboot like don't call it soft or not but the reason I say it is just because like what they were doing with the last this last Avengers lineup was it was a prehistoric Avengers, right? Like the 10,000 BC kind of Avengers. What they're doing now is that they're moving more to a modern era. However, they're saying that they are going to jump forwards and backwards like they were doing in, I forget, what was the... There's a, another comic series that's out right now that, that they've been doing that jumping forwards and backwards with. So they're going to kind of be doing the same thing now with this Avengers. I think from there, going backwards, they're giving you almost like the... Uh, the prequel setup, like what happened before, without saying that it's all the way back in the BC, <laughs> you know, you know, we're we're uh, you know tigers or saber or whatever, right? Like it's not going to be like that. But I think they're they're setting up the groundwork to completely rebuild this Avengers team um, back to the way us remembering it, but also setting up room for the new stories they want to tell, which. Speculation is, yeah, X Men are going to be a, a part of this, where they were basically the door was shut on them and humans were the ones replacing them. I think it seems like now X Men are going to come back. I think they're going to still try and slowly simmer them in just because, from a, a financial standpoint, they understand the Fox deal doesn't close until the end of this year, 2018. We really probably won't see any X Men characters in a movie until 2020. If we get in twenty nineteen, it'll be like the end of twenty nineteen, like one of those movies. Um, but it probably won't be until twenty twenty is what we what the market and what maybe buff speculated to see um, Yeah, the film in twenty nineteen characters, twenty twenty is when the movies will come out.
0: Yeah, because what's what's next year? Uh is it Homecoming Two next year or is that later?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I think Spider Man comes out next year, but I know Captain Marvel comes out next year yeah. um with the second with the Avengers four movie um so yeah they, they've got i think they've got room enough to film next year what they want and then throw them in in the 2020 you know start yeah. it off fresh with the phase five
0: yeah they can they can definitely do that um also joe um not to not to veer off too too crazy uh but we'll go back to the uh, comics but something that we that we failed to mention is the the announcement that There's a Guardians of the Galaxy ride or roller coaster coming to Epcot. Um, And that's 2021 um, based based on on, on, uh, projections for for construction and whatnot. And this is taking over the same pavilion that the Universe of Energy was occupying. Uh, Apparently, they're using the the same building, but they're taking everything away. And they're making it like an indoors roller coaster ride. that's two huge news. Two things that uh, that definitely Epcot needed, and then uh, again, of the Galaxy coming into into an East Coast uh, or a Marvel property coming into a, the, an East Coast Disney theme park uh, because of the uh, agreement or contract that Marvel had in perpetuity with Universal back in the '90s when they uh, were bankrupt. Uh, but we didn't bring it up. But uh, I'm sorry, man. I no, you're
1: good. No, that's cool. I, I, that that's actually a funny, great thing, and it's fine. I mean, I, I was I heard that it's supposed to be the largest indoor roller coaster, or one of the most innovative, or something, like something like those. Lines. I think it's the largest indoor roller coaster, or something like completely that that that's being done. So that's gonna be fun. I can't wait to ride it because I I'm not a crazy coaster person, but I'll I'll do it. It's Marvel. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah. Back back with the the comic stuff, man. Like i i do hope to see that with this whole fresh start that they fix they fix some of the problems where they've had this continuity where it's like this universe that universe and you had to you you read this comic but it's really not connected here i hope that this spreads out and I think that's the idea behind it from what I've read and what I've seen that's supposed to be like this is gonna be straight across the board everybody is having a fresh start is how they're referring to it as and and everyone's gonna have this connected um story to whatever their main avengers arc is gonna be hopefully it's not captain america saying he'll hydra again and (laughs) and uh hope you know by by that point uh i'll I'll just be interested to see where it goes when may comes i'll probably pick up a copy because i think it's that's a smart thing to do and whenever a new series comes out pick up the first issue buy it help support your little comic book shop and guess what it might be worth something later on too so uh you know i I definitely recommend it but but yeah man that's some of the stuff going on over at marvel this this fresh start i think it's interesting because from a film perspective they've been doing very good from a comic book perspective they've struggled unfortunately um They did the 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 DC Rebirth stuff did really compete with the Secret Empire stuff that was going on, Uh, but DC just in general, I think you know (laughs) their solo properties do really strong. The Flash comics, you know their their Watchmen stuff has done really well. With them combining those universes officially, with the um the Doomsday Clock, you know.
0: Yeah, I think for the most part, they they their standalone properties have always done well for for DC. Like, you know, the 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 own like Batman's and Dark Knights and then the Flash yeah. and the Superman's and Man of Steel's and all those do do well uh, on their own. They don't necessarily have to be this big event, like where Marvel, whenever it's a big event, that's when they do okay. But then there's standalones are uh, either hit and miss too with quality. Um, th- that didn't. That, that wasn't the case. I, I mean, I remember back in the '90s with the, you know, the, the Spider Mans and the and the X mens and whatnot that happened in the '90s that were f- absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but then then after after the bankruptcy and and the properties got divided, it kind of like like they they struggled to find their footing and I, I mean they've had amazing things like old man Logan and, and his, and, and like you, and you know, secret empire and all this guy and all these things that do really well, but you know, the, the standalones just struggle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's something that I'm hopeful that with the success of these movies, like they can at some point put it so deep, like, cause they are going deeper with these movies, like, and they're going into some, some sweaty places. My <laughs> hope is that it, the sweatier the movies come that eventually it brings youthful people, young people to say like, I want to know everything and I'm not talking about the fan fictions. I want to know the real stuff.
0: Yeah, and, and it's interesting. Uh, it, just, just going back and and you you actually hit on something that's very important and it's uh, bringing young people in to actually get into, into the actual lore, like, like the movies bringing in readers for the comic books which is almost the case with like almost certain the case with with anime and manga right where people watch the anime it was like i want to see more i want to read more i want to see the actual you know full experience and they go and buy the manga that a lot of anime fans do that but that's not the case with um like comic book movies western yeah like western comic book movies because it's the same scenario with DC like batman v superman's not going to get me to buy you know batman comics and and we, we also need to uh, i guess it's it's very different because a lot of the, the people like they if if you if marvel gets 1% of the people that goes and watches your movie to buy additional content, you know, but being, you know, graphic novels or, or comic books or whatnot, uh, that's probably like a super win versus, versus very, when you go and, and you have someone that watches an anime series and probably 50% of those people are going to go back and, and and read the manga, whether it be digital or going to Barnes & Noble and just buying it. Because Barnes & Noble, you can definitely tell that their comic book section it's tiny, but then their manga section is like rows. <laughs> like they have
1: two rows of manga,
0: <laughs> and you can tell that those guys are buying.
1: Well, their the comicologies and the Marvel Comics online, like that's where it's at now. You get you pay a certain price and you get the new things.
0: That's true. That's true. I've seen a lot of people that are really into comics really moved into digital and and early on because I remember uh, a few people few people I know. Moving into moved into comicsology like eight years ago, like when it came out and I was like, yeah, I, I don't need to buy anything else. I just get this on my phone and I read them.
1: And yeah, for that's how I, the way I got into the digital stuff, like I was very hesitant. I was like a purist for a long time in the sense of paper and all that. And then like Avengers X-Men came out that that really strong AVX series that they had. And like I just digitally, I had to get it the second it came out, so just digitally got all of them and just started reading them, and I was like, "This is fine, I'm I'm okay," you know, reading yeah. it this way.
0: Yeah, sometimes I mean it's a, like I'm a, I'm a huge like I'm I mean i a huge advocate for physical media, uh, but sometimes you know, and and it's the same thing for me with games. Sometimes you see a game that's a good deal on uh, you know digital version and just grab it, you know, might as well. Right. I agree. Uh, yeah. But but
1: yeah, it, it, this is, this is interesting. You know, hopefully this helps with their financial success because their financial success from a film side is not an issue with the money they just made with black Panther. Uh, I don't know if you saw this Obed, but in the your four day or their, I want to say it's their four day stretch. They made more money than justice league made in its entire domestic run.
0: No. Yes. Uh, ah, yeah. a B a B tier.
1: Black Panther. Superhero. Who, I mean, yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah, it, it's a it's a huge beatdown right now. This it's a, it's a laugh, laughing stock. You know that much money.
0: Yeah, I. They have to be really evaluating where they're going to take those properties, because uh, I don't know if you saw Paramount is rebooting transformers are not going to do this spinoff off that we're going to do uh after after they they uh the last one that i haven't even seen yet i have no interest um uh, that that bombed i guess really bad and it's terrible and, and 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 they're not they I, they were going to do that bumblebee spin off with uh with john cena and i guess that's canceled or
1: really because it's coming out christmas this year i thought
0: That will, because they were going to keep making, yeah, they were going to keep making those movies. And I guess that they decided not to do anything Ouch! and reboot and reboot the series. So I'm not sure what the status on that movie was, but uh, as far as I know, I haven't seen uh, pre-production or, or shooting pictures of it. And John Cena is, he's, he's back being full-time right now. Uh, you know he's he's usually like takes a few months off, but uh, for the last I'd say month and a half since Royal Rumble has been has been in every week, so you, you can't see him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah, that's interesting. I DC, I know they just hired a new VP of strategy or something for the DC films. Warner Brothers just hired um, it's a new lady, so. I know they're they are moving forward. That just happened like two days ago. Yeah, uh, I just see. But Marvel, hopefully, their comics succeed and their movies too. But I also hope that the other guys' competition gets it together too, because we Batman versus Superman movies like that can't be can't be that divisive. Got to be able to bring fans together. And Black Panther, it is rare when you find someone who's like this movie was meh. Like that, that's gonna be rare to find.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, i I can't wait to check it out. But yeah, guys, go out there and buy comic books. There's a bunch of local shops here, you know, especially in Orlando. And we do, we do, we we are graced with a lot of good local shops here. Um, there's a lot of places that you can get comic books and and, and high quality collectibles if you're if you're into getting uh, your pockets emptied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Joel, uh, this week was the fifth anniversary of the uh, unveil of the PS4. So, uh, this was uh, back in uh, February 2013 when they did the that event. Uh, I believe it was in New York with Mark Cerny and his uh, angelic voice talking about. The specs and uh, innards of the PS4 and the DualShock 4. Uh, at this event, they they did not show a box and they did not talk about pricing. It was this is what this is going to be, and and then at E3 we got to see the device itself. Yeah, um, but yeah, looking back, Joel, uh, me personally as a lifelong gamer and having owned, you know, consoles since the second generation of video games, you know, since the, uh, you know, 2600, um, man, PS4 is a great console. Uh, it's, it's up there. Top five for me for sure um, because it's, it's they've had a good stream of high quality content. Um, it works great. The UI is good. The controller is phenomenal, and like it's to me, it's it's like I've talked in the past. I I don't own a PS Pro PS4 Pro not because I don't want to, but because I'm happy with my standard. PS4.
1: Absolutely, and
0: um, that's when you that's when you when you know that your product was a hit from the beginning, when even your hardcore fans have. A reason to upgrade and they're happy with what they bought at the beginning versus, you know, the unfortunate competition where there is very few uh, hardcore fans left with their original launch consoles. Um, But I'm interested to see what the future holds. Uh, This year is going to be another, like we've talked uh, uh, about in the podcast a few times, it's going to be a packed year. of course, we already had some games that released, but we got, got a war coming in April. Uh, spider Man's coming out. Uh, I guess 2018, Everyone's keeps saying 2018. Um, the Shadow of the Colossus remake just launched to critical review, to critical praise. It was, it's it's the highest rated game for the year so far in Metacritic. is out of 92. So, uh, things that are going to come in the future, you know, Death Stranding and uh, the Last of Us Part Two, which I think are going to be cross-generation games, but they are coming to this console, and uh, uh, I'm very excited to, for the future, and I'm very excited for the present, man. i just—it's it, one of those things that's like—it's to me, it's—it's it's so good that I just don't want it to end, and if it ends, I can't wait to actually get into something better. Um, I haven't felt like this um uh what's the right word that i'm looking for um i guess complacent with the console since the ps2 so um ps2 i actually got a ps3 early and i sort of regretted it because price went down dramatically in a couple of years and i did miss out on a on a couple of P- uh, late ps2 titles that came out so um, but yeah, Joe. Well, what do you think? What's the future? What do you think of the current status of uh, PlayStation as a whole?
1: Well, before jumping into the current and the future, I just want to look back at the past and just say, like, just like you were talking about in the beginning. I, re- you know, we we remember when Mark Cerny came out talking about this console, and you know, for someone like me, I had a very uh, strong connection to my. PS3. I, I love the PlayStation 3. I love the PS2 as well. Um I, I love PlayStation in General. I've had PS1. I still have my PlayStation 1. I still have my PlayStation 2, still have my PlayStation 3, and obviously I have PS4. I love PlayStation consoles for different reasons. And I have and I have also some of the competitors. I have some of the Nintendo products and, and what what have you. But um but when you talk about you know when you were talking about the launch of PS4, like I was just curious about the raw power of PS4. Like, how is this gonna perform? How is it gonna hold up? It had a lot that they were really trying to sell us on about this this console that can really compete with um, you know any other any other console on the market if it's not gonna be better than them. And you know, I was still getting attached to the PS3 because I was still thinking, well, the cell po- processor, like you could relook this stuff up, like. We still don't know the full power of the cell processor. No, it was and actually, never fully tapped into.
0: Absolutely, and what's interesting is that when um, um, there's a really, really good video that I highly recommend um, uh, you guys that are interested in gaming in general and just technology. Um, it's a, it's a Mark Cerny, uh conference about the bir- I guess the birth of the PlayStation Four. I can't remember the exact name uh, title of the of the uh, of the talk, but it's kind of like a Ted talk kind of thing. And uh, he talks about him coming up with ideas and how to bring this thing. And he said that he thought of bringing an updated version of the cell processor to PS4 because it was by far the most powerful processor, computer microprocessor at the time. And you know, he thought of just upgrade up, uh, you know, updating the cell, simplifying its language so developers can take advantage of it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, they, they because they they really took into consideration uh, developer feedback. They decided to go with the x86 architecture instead. So
1: right, that, and that's that's where I was going for. I was saying like I was so connected to the cell because I was expecting this raw power, and I was. You know, still want to see what it could be tapped into, but I understand that when they made PS4, they were make they really were trying to say like we're going to be developer friendly. We're not just selling you on the power and all this, but like the cell was something that some developers didn't care for just because it wasn't as developer friendly. It wasn't something that you could just easily uh, make games for. So you know, the exclusives were great and all that, but just the general cross-platform stuff it caused some issues. You know, for guys take longer to, to put stuff out there, and. Like I, I, that's what I love about PS4 is like they got the consumer in mind when they made the features and functionality that were needed. They put they put functionality over and over um, like crazy entertainment, where the the functionality is what lets you enjoy the entertainment factors that it has to offer. You could exactly. make instead of going to the aspect of how can we entertain people and get people hyped and crazy, but the thing struggles to work they were like no we want to make sure this thing works and it's entertaining and i think that's what really made the ps4 deliver and that's why like you say it is for sure one of the best consoles that we've ever seen to have come out just because it's i'm not gonna say it's a flawless console but it's it's there's very small issues to have with it yeah um and and that's what's awesome
0: if i would have to if if i would have made if i would in charge of it right now and would have to make a big change to it it would definitely be the cpu just a a little bit of a more horsepower on the cpu area because even the gpu to me is fine it produces and i know that with the with the pro uh it does get a bump uh but but it's not not necessarily a gigantic leap uh when 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 it comes to horsepower when it, on the cpu um i think that they they what they did is that they went back and looked at uh you know previous generations not 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 just them but other generations you know they they went back and looked at what nintendo had done in the past and having this dedicated optimized uh, devices that, you know, people can just pop in a game and it works and and, exactly. and playing. Of course, you know, unfortunately now because of uh, the texture sizes and, and, and world sizes and memory bandwidth and all this stuff that you need to take into consideration, you need the game to install. You need patching because these things are so complex now.
1: Which was something when they marketed PS Four, they were trying to get around that. They didn't say when they officially launched, like, "Oh, it's gonna you're gonna be able to play start the game while it's installing in the background." It yeah. hasn't worked out entirely that way with everything, but still a good job at it.
0: Yeah, I think in my case, I think about ninety percent works. Like, you can start a game and it says ready to play, and you can play it and um, and then it keeps installing in the background wh- while you start. The Yeah, definitely. If, if, if it would have a downside to what the original hardware was back then, there's, man, very, Small. very few. Yeah, there's very, very few downsides, and I think the only downside that the PS4 Pro has is not having a 4K, cl- uh, a USD 4K drive for Blu-rays, other than that, I think that it's probably the best console out there. If you don't want to get into the complexity complexities of uh, you know uh, of a PC, and you want uh, the best library, because hands down it has the best library out there. And and at the end of the day, it, it it all comes to that. You know, you can have you know the most powerful console in the world, but not have content and. You, you see how that is going right now for uh, the competition. Not to knock down on them because the, the hardware they have is fantastic. Absolutely. But at the same time, you also need to fill uh, that with, with an amazing library, which Sony has done, you know, things like Horizon and, and Bloodborne. Uncharted. And Unchar- Uncharted and all the, you know, even the remasters and remakes they yeah. have released. uh third-party exclusives and all this stuff that's uh that they're working on you know they got street fighters so it's a console exclusive so they they do work hard and they do respect third parties and second party studios and you know uh that brings people in uh that being said joe what do you think this is going me personally i think um we're about a year away from uh, an announcement or or a tease of what next gen is going to be. And and I think it's going to use uh, I don't I don't want to like go into like too spec crazy, but I think it's going to have 16 gigs of RAM and it's going to use the new I don't know if you saw a, a couple of weeks ago AMD released a, a Ryzen 3 CPU APU basically uh, with integrated Vega graphics and with that Ryzen with just the, the CPU right uh, as long as you have fast memory with without a graphics card you can run like the Witcher 3 at 1080 30 without the use of an with uh, an extra graphics card so this chip is as strong as you know a PS4 Pro if you want to compare although although the I think the, poor, the 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 pro on the Witcher is upscaling to 1440p. Um I think I think we're gonna get something like that. Um and this chip is only 99 dollars right now for consumers. So what we're gonna see is uh of course Moore's Law These things are gonna come down in price and double in power. I think we're gonna see a version of this that's that's capable of, of delivering you know 4K sixty Ish, because it's hard. Uh, people don't understand that um, complex math demands, uh that, you know, a lot of power from a computer. So um, that being said, I think they're going to do their best to hit that that 4K 60 mark. So I'm I'm thinking about eight teraflops. Uh, ter- um, other than that, they need to get with that USD drive. Just that's just me, but at the same time, it's they they've proven with their sales that they don't need it. So,
1: yeah, I I, mean, I would argue it's a must for like a, like looking forward kind of thing. Like because like from a gaming perspective, it's not. I don't think it's an issue, right? Just regular Blu rays work fine. But I do think like looking like if you were looking and the way PlayStation tends to make their consoles, it's almost like in their mind they're saying like. No matter what, even if we have generation that generational shift that happens, right, where it's like both are existing, the new one and the old one um, at the same time. Like no matter what, there's almost like a ten year kind of plan that they almost put out there. Like PS Five will be out, but PS Four will still be kicking. Like it's not going to just be shut down or or be on life support or something. Like yeah, it'll it's be probably going
0: to be supported uh, until uh, maybe like twenty twenty three
1: exactly yeah something that that 10 that'd be about that 10 years it was at 2013 yeah. right so it's like that yep. they have that 10-year plan i feel like that with playstation standard so that, that's what i love about them uh and i think that's why i'm saying like if definitely we will have to put like a a uh, you'll have to put this uhd 4k blu-ray player drive uh inside of their their ps5 ps4 you know the future of ps4 like there's not really much more they can do because they've delivered a console that I, I love. I love my I love my PlayStation man I, I love I love my PS4 I've gotten got my money out of it <laughs> <laughs> I've got my I feel like I've got gotten money's worth out of it because like we've said it works and yeah, um, it works and I don't think there's anything more they have like features wise they have to prove or that they can you know they'll do keep doing patches and updates or whatever. Uh, I think the real update that we're looking for has nothing to do with the console. It's everything to do with PSN, and that is let's change our names, please. Let's change our usernames.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm happy with mine. I've had mine since uh, since I've had my PSN name since 2007, and that's the name I use when I used to play Soul Calibur 2 competitively. So I'm good. (laughs) I'm happy. (laughs)
1: I mean, I feel bad for some of the kids that just jump on there. They put these really crazy names that, you know, when they become professionals, they can never use that those names uh, <laughs> just because. You get Bunk like, bro, bro
0: 420 and.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, you can't, it's like, you, 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 yeah, you can get a new account, but you get a new account, you lose all your trophies. So it's like. Yeah. The struggle of that, you know, I think that that's something that they have to address going down the line, and that'd be a great way to kick off PS5. PS5, we're cross, bring all your stuff into the system, but we're let you change your name. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with that. We don't even, we don't need a glowing thing on the the Dual Shock. I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad, but it doesn't need to glow blue and red in different colors that I don't see when I'm playing. I just need to have my username be able to change, and I'll be very happy. Um, with, with, with the system, but I, I, I really just think that PS5, um, it, there there's going to be a lot of mystery, and I feel like they're they're just going to have to surprise us with innovation because they don't have to take risk. They can deliver another console, but they have to make sure that's something enough that that people say, okay, we love what PS4 did, we're going to have to get PS5. What that is, I'm in the seat, just saying, amuse me. I'm the cl- I'm the consumer. Do something that gets me moved. Yeah. And don't just sure. make it that it's, it's, it's a flashy new console. Okay, what's some new projects that, that have been working on from now The mark saying, okay, this will utilize the power of this new console, the exclusives. That's what they did with PS4. That's what I hope they do with PS5. You cannot go, and I'm not trying to throw shade at Microsoft, you cannot go the route of saying this is a brand new thing. And the games are just uh, multi-generation, uh, multi-platform games. So I'll, you know, I can play, you know, this. I can play Shadow of Mordor on Xbox as I can on PlayStation. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, that—that's just my hopes. But I, I'm, I'm positive because they've done well so far. You know, and, and we'll see what happens. You know, if you let the ball drop from here, that will be a shock.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. It's going to be interesting. The next couple of years are going to be really exciting if you're a gamer, for sure. Uh, Joe, before we before we go, I want to um, plug something in real quick. Uh, two things, actually. Uh, there's a, an Avengers Infinity War weird trailer out there in, on the internet. So if you go on YouTube, uh, just just search for Infinity War weird trailer. It's going to be your first hit. If you guys want to laugh, it's uh, I highly recommended. It. I watched it like three times yesterday, dude, because it was it was so funny. <laughs> the Tommy Tommy McGuire thing coming back is all uh it's hilarious. Um, that and and something that's sort of funny but also serious at the same time. Um, uh, you know, if you follow U.S. politics, you know that there's a a, a lot of talk going on with you know uh, Russia. Meddling in the U.S. elections and whatnot. So, um, uh, something really interesting happening uh, happened. So, uh, Paul Eating, who does the voice of uh, Colonel Campbell on uh, the Metal Gear series, uh, read the uh, Robert Mueller indictment uh, documents as the con- uh, as the Colonel. And man, it's a must listen. It's it sounds like he's reading it and I'm hearing it. It's like he it's like something straight out of Metal Gear Solid 2, man. We're living
1: Metal Gear, man. We're living it, Metal Gear.
0: It's crazy. So I highly recommend that you can check it out because Paul is a great voice actor. Uh and just him reading the indictment, like, it's it's just ugh, crazy, man. But <laughs> Hilarious. but yeah. Uh that's all I got, man. And you wanna go ahead and take us away?
1: That's right. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to us here on No Low Time. We really appreciate that. We want you to stay connected with us. You know, we all can use a friend and and we all need friends out there. So we want you to be our friend. Befriend us on on social media. Connect with us at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Uh, There you'll see our updates. You know, when we have new episodes, the fun little stuff here and there in between. Uh, also, we are asking you if you're listening to us via podcast, uh, go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. If you are an iTunes subscriber, if you could drop us a review, we'd really appreciate that. If you are watching us right now on YouTube, hi guys, uh, you you go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel here No Low Time. And uh, that way you can get notified whenever a new episode comes out. You know, you have your Gmail account log in, subscribe to us. It's free, it's easy. Uh, we really appreciate it. And if you're listening to us, yes, there is a video version out there. Find us on, on YouTube. No low time. Uh with that being said, we also love to hear your feedback, any questions, comments, what you got out there, shoot it away to us. No at gmail.com. That's no at gmail.com. Thank you again, guys. And I really look forward to our next episode. This is always fun, Obed.
0: Yeah, it's it's always this is like the time of the week, you know, that I was like, you know what, I have I have an hour, just talk with my buddy, and nothing about anything else, I just chillax.
1: <laughs> so, I feel the same, my man.
0: Yeah. So uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and uh, we will see you on the next episode. See you guys.